Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixel Refresh Podcast. I am your host, Marco Rodriguez, and today I am joined by none other than the one, the only, Mario Amaral. In the house, homie, it's Mario in the house. So what's going on, DJ Mario? Nothing much, man. Nothing much, really. Just, uh, you know, living la vida loca. Woo! Uh, You know, Black Friday. A lot of people spending a lot of money. Hell yeah. Thinking they're getting a lot of deals. We were talking about this before the podcast, but it's that time of year where you have this sudden aching urge to buy everything. Yes. It's like that trigger finger is is on that app and it's just on the buy it now button. It's like, yep. 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 No, maybe, maybe. Yep. Weeks nope. leading well, up to this. Let's see what else. Weeks leading up to this, you're like, nah, I'll just wait till Black Friday. Nah, I'll just wait till Black Friday. Yeah. And then Black Friday rolls around and you're either the person who buys something that they need or buys everything, or you're just someone who attempts to buy stuff and never actually buys anything. And that, that I'm, I'm that third person right now. I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'm going to buy. No, I don't need it Yeah, but I'm going to buy this. No, I don't need it, but that's not a great price. So I'm going to, I don't need it. Yeah, and, and, and again, I, like a lot of the deals are great, but I just feel as like more and more lately, at least in Canada, like these sales have become more of just ways to liquidate product and not not actually good deals. You know what I mean? I 100% agree. I think like some of the deals are appealing. You know, if you're looking for like flash memory or anything like that, it, it is appealing. And uh, like one of the things I was ready to pull the trigger on uh, was um. The 4K uh, Amazon stick. Oh, uh, like Fire, the Fire stick? stick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the Fire Stick. That's like, I think, $39 Canadian right now. Uh, you know, it's like a $20 or $25 uh, save. And it's not because it's the 4K version. It's just that the 4K version has, like a, I think, a, a bit faster processor and a little bit more RAM. Yeah, yeah. And the, it's the same price as the uh, what we get here in Canada called the Basic, the Amazon Basic. We don't even get, like, the same... Uh, fire sticks that they get in the states. You oh, know, really? Get the, they what, changed yeah, the hardware for us. Yeah, I think I don't know if they changed the hardware, but it's not called the uh, fire stick. It's called the basic, and that's like the Canadian version of what came out here. That's I don't so know weird. if like process. Maybe it is. it's it like is a, such a maybe it's like a branding thing that they don't own the brand maybe. in in Canada to fire stick like that. Those specific two words. Maybe. And yeah, so th- this has been on sale, and I've been looking for something to replace my Nexus player because okay. it's at that point where it doesn't have like the latest Wi-Fi or you know the, the fastest processor. And I think that was only like one gig of RAM. So why that uh, and not something like I've been seeing them on sale a lot, but the the Nvidia Shield is like always on sale now. That's still like a two hundred dollar purchase for me. It's like two hundred dollars is not is not worth it for what I'm going to use it for, which is like basically netflix and maybe some programs but you, you also know, like it opens shows. opportunities for you to play like games in your because you're gonna put it in your room right yeah but something like that i would just be using my my steam right my steam link situation oh yeah i forgot you have oh. one of those yeah i don't i don't have one of those why would you use my pc and connect it through the hdmi right wait wait so you'd bring the laptop to your room i'd bring the laptop to my room if oh, i wanted okay, to play okay. a game i, I wouldn't really play a game in my room, no, I but tried. I'm just like, saying, like the convenience of it's already there. Like if you have that set top box, it's already there. Like you don't need to bring another device in. Uh, agreed. Again, two hundred dollars for me. It's just, it's not worth. And the Fire Stick it. is for what, what I'm going to use. Sixty bucks. Thirty nine dollars. Thirty nine. Right Gee, now okay, on sale. Mind. Yeah. Fuck the fuck the thing. Yeah, it's thirty nine dollars on sale. The Shield is on sale, sale right for one seventy nine. Yeah, that's still like to me. 
if I were to use all its features, it would make sense. But to use it for what I want, it's basically I want an upgrade um, to the Nexus player. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's outdated the Nexus player big time. I hate the remote. I hate a lot of things about it actually. And uh, that's another thing about this upgraded version of the Fire Stick, the 4K. It brings the the remote that you have to pay for on the basic version, which has like a Amazon Echo built into it or whatever it's called, Alexa, sorry. Okay, yeah. Uh, the Alexa built into it, right? Whereas in that on the basic is like a different controller you have to buy. So it's it, it's a pretty good deal. And I kind of just jump on it right Echo away. Dot? No, no, that got that was put back in the box. Oh, okay, okay. So you, yeah, you that was one of those. Home. I do use the Google Home, and that that's another pretty good deal that's out right now, you know. And I think like it's thirty five to forty dollar price is what it should be at all the time. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's the only time you buy it at the moment is is on sales, and and trust me, it's gonna be on sale again for Christmas for sure if you didn't pick it up now. But at the Google Store right now, you could get it for thirty five dollars, and and pretty much everywhere else I've seen it for thirty five dollars. And uh, that's a great deal. For $35, I've thought of buying a third one. I have two. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, th- I've thought of buying a third one just to put in, like, my washroom. And I know this sounds so dumb. But they have these, like, cool little wall mounts you could buy for these where you could just plug them into a plug and, like, everything's all in one shot. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, like, having this in the bathroom and just, like, you know, when I go take a shower, and like, hey, play this music. You know what I mean? I usually use my phone. But, like, if I didn't have to worry about the phone or, like, you're in there and you're, like, hey, you know, play Will this song. Play or what's on the all weather the speakers, gonna... though, or just that speaker? Yeah, you can make it play on all of them if you want. Oh, okay. You would just say home group, right? So it would be all the speakers would play all the music. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and you could play it off Spotify so or So why Google didn't you music. consider doing that versus, like, using your Bluetooth speaker? Right. So my Bluetooth speaker is my main thing that I use. And I asked my wife, you know, I want to buy one to do this. She's like, no. She's like, it's kind of creepy to have a Google Home in the bathroom. And I'm like, I guess it yeah, is a little kinda, bit Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I could see that. So that, that's why I didn't pull the trigger on that. And I don't have another room where I need it, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I will say one thing, talking about, you know, just because we got into the Amazon. I did see that Amazon, uh, their tablet video thing, their smart video thing, kind of like the, the Google one that the just Echo released. Show? Yeah, that's so much better than whatever Google released. Just Just for having the video on it. <laughs> makes well, it so I think much the better. intent is totally different, right? Like, is it okay? The intent for that device is like, hey, it can be like an Alexa, but it can also show you like recipes and stuff, and you can message like other people with one through like video chat, so on and so forth. So, like the consumer they're going after is like, oh, you have older parents, you put one in their house, right. you have one in your house, and then you guys can call each other, good kind of thing. So, okay, well, I don't want to get off track, but going back to Black Friday, has there been anything you've seen? That you've wanted to pull the trigger on and haven't or... Not really. Like, like I said, to be honest, like I, I look at a lot of the things and I'm like, where are all... The, especially on Amazon. And I, I feel like Amazon is lacking so many brands. And it's no, just, Amazon is like, lacking in Canada. Holy... Yeah, that's be what I'm specific. saying. specific. It's the Canadian It's so Amazon. bad. Like you go on there and there's a lot of like, uh, you know, Vic Singh products. And like, I don't... A lot of you I know, know you said this on the last podcast. Know, a lot either. of like Chinese products that are like I really think... heavily discounted is great, but like I don't want any of that stuff. Like, right. give me deals on like Bose headphones, Sony headphones, uh, Beats, like Sonos players, stuff like that. Like, like big name brands. Like, give me more Can deals I... on that stuff. Yeah. Can I say something? And and the weirdest thing and what sucks is having the Canadian uh, Amazon is like. 
a lot of the um, content out there when it comes to speaking about Black Friday is on American deals. Yes. So, like, I'm part of, like, let's say um, I'm part of um, uh, Nintendo Switch group on Facebook. And they're like, yo, 400 gigabyte, 30-something dollars uh, uh, on Amazon. And I click on it, and it's, like, from the States. Yeah, Amazon. You know what US. I mean? And it's, yeah. like, it's like come don't on. Don't get me wrong. You could still purchase it. There are but services then I gotta pay that shipping. will ship it to you, you know, from the border if you wanted, you know. But I've done the calculations, and at that point, after paying the conversion of the Canadian dollar, whatever they want to charge you on shipping, and then if you do have to pay taxes on it, you're at whatever they're selling it in Canada for. Yeah, yeah. Or true, just true. barely under it, and you're waiting a lot longer to get it. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, just like any it discount is a sense. discount, to be honest. Like. It is. It's just we shouldn't have to go through these headaches. Like, yeah, yeah. give me the conversion price, you know, like at $40 a 400 gigabyte micro SD. Give me the conversion rate in Canadian dollars, let's say $50 or whatever. But we still don't have that deal. You could never find that here for $50. Yeah, straight You know, up. you're talking at like $90, $100. You know what I mean? So it's like, why are they getting this amazing deal? That means you can offer that here. But for some reason... The deal is not here. You know, I don't it, understand yeah, how it it's works. It's very but. weird. I don't know. Like we talked about it on the last podcast and like Amazon, like figure it out. Like I said, like you can take like even if you built it into the price, like make the U.S. products available to Canada, like ship them over the border. Like, yeah. God damn it. I buy Nike shoes from Europe and they come. I don't have to pay. I don't have to pay. I have to. I don't have to pay shipping. I don't have to pay duties. Because I bought it in Canadian dollars and it's just getting shipped from their warehouse to me. Like, yes, that's it. Like, uh, I get your maybe Nike is taking the actual hit for this hit or for whatever. That, yeah. I don't know what the deal is. Or they've made some really good deals. Not sure. Figure it out. Or they haven't figured it out yet. So you know, figure it out. I want to be able to go to Amazon.com and buy a product and it shows up to my house. I'm okay with it being a little later than usual. Or start shipping some American product to Canadian warehouses so that it's local, you know. Like, but seriously. Black, I think Black Friday is is pretty much a really good, uh, really good deals in the states and maybe somewhere else, you know, in the countries, somewhere else in the world and the globe. But here in Canada, Black Friday deals are just your average sale. But That's even, even honestly, like Boxing Day, though, is like is become the same thing as Black Friday. It is, now. it is, and it, and if you want some stupid ass deal where you have to, and I saw this on Friday, where people were like outside with blankets waiting in front of stores and shit. It's like it's not even worth it. No, it's not no, even it's worth not. it because like, hey, we have a door crasher of this Sonio TV for one nine nine. This is a garbage TV. That nobody wants to buy anyways. They want to get rid of like the the two hundred they have that they couldn't get rid of, and you know they or they had let's say like uh, you know two thousand world uh, store wide. You know what I mean? Like yeah, chain it's wide. Terrible, like, you dude. get this many. Like, you get this many. It's like come on, just it's not even worth it. You're gonna you're like gonna I looked wait at the and, Best Buy flyer this 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 past week, and I was like, all these LG TVs are still like fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars and up. Like where's the discount there? These are already expensive TVs. Like drop yeah, them down they're... further. If you want people to buy them, like make them way more accessible. And any if you've ever noticed, I noticed they do this a lot. Especially when it comes to like Best Buy and everything, it'll be like some crazy price, but it'll never be in stock. Or they had like two in stock at some point, yeah. I'm assuming. But it'll be like, hey, it's this crazy price, but it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? And then they never change that price 
just to keep you like interested. And it's like, come on, why do you even have that there? Did you have any of those in stock ever? It's really annoying. You know what I mean? It's really annoying. And I just don't like the deceptive nature of it. It's really weird. And if you've noticed even this year, uh, you know, because we've had like physical products, but also mobile, uh, you know, mobile carriers put deals on sale. And even the deals this year were like trash. Like we've got, what was it last year for Black Friday or was uh, Christmas? It was $60 for 10 gigs of data. Yeah. This year it's $55 for four gigs. Yeah, Bring and your then, own but they're phone? also doing like, double, double the gigs and all that stuff. So you're getting eight No, gigs. I'm talking... No, it's not. It's four. Really? On Fido, it's four gigs, $55 with unlimited calling, and $50 Rogers, with four I think gigs it's, without unlimited. Rogers, I think it's eight gigs because they're doing double the data. If it is, then they would probably match it on Fido. Uh, it's, just, it's just weird. Still, even at $55 for eight gigs, listen, data has only, it is only going to continue and has only become cheaper. You know what I mean? So to to say that it cost more than it did last year to provide you with the data, it doesn't. It it doesn't. And and big conglomerates like Rogers, Bell, and Telus, like they're just here to make a buck, man. Like they don't care. And and I'm starting to realize as a consumer who's been with let's say Fido for like 15 years, I used to be able to call in and get a, like a really good deal. And they're starting to care less and less. Yeah, they, about they giving don't you a really good deal. They know there are so many. First off, there's. One, there's like two-year contracts, but barely anyone's in two-year contracts anymore. Two, if because you're not on a contract, you can easily just switch to another company and port your number to them and get a better deal. And only when these when large flocks of people start moving, do these brands care to like reach out to you and try to get you to come back. Yeah, and it's it's ridiculous and just to say something you said that rogers is offering double the data someone else said that to me i think that was like only in quebec dude no i'm getting emails. i don't think i'm getting emails from oh me. are you yeah double the data and an iphone xr or iphone 10 for for zero dollars on a two-year i see i've actually thought of switching over to rogers with my wife and getting on a share everything plan but I've started to realize that a share everything plan costs more than individual plans. It's ridiculous. Depending on what it's you get, yes, it can. Uh, well, I was looking at uh, 8 gig shared, and it's about bring your own phone. It's about $75 a person. That's, oh, that's insane. that's gone up again. Wow. That's insane. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to share 8 gigs and pay $75 a person where I can go, as in my plan right now, I pay $75 with a medium upgrade, and I get 10 gigs on my own. So you're telling me if I go share and bring my own phone, I'm going to pay the exact same amount for less gigs and I'm going to have to share them? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. It's ridiculous that you think you're going to give me a good deal when all you want to do is rip me off. And I got to fight you for a good deal and, now and hope like that I can win that battle. They're ridiculously expensive. They're like in the just, hundreds. Like, just and that's like, just normal to them. Just for like a better subsidy on a yearly phone. It is. It's insane. And what I, what I hate that they do do as well is like, let's say right now you went to Rogers and you got a Samsung phone, an S8. It would yeah. be zero dollars on like their premium tab uh, contracts. OK, which is pretty much like uh, the large plan on on a Fido. OK. And what okay. bothers me about that is like uh, if you go to like the uh, Walmart's website right now, a Canadian Walmart, you could get the phone for. On sale, I think like seven ninety nine or six ninety nine or something, right? Yeah. Yet when you go and you subsidize that phone, they're subsidizing it at full price, even though they the reason they're giving it to you on a lower tier is because they're getting a discount from the carrier. 
so they can they can give you a break. So let's say if 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 Walmart is selling that phone at let's say six ninety nine, the carrier is gonna like Samsung's gonna match that for Rogers yeah. to sell the phone outright. So they're still gonna tell you that the phone is worth eight ninety nine. So when they do your plan at two years, they're dividing that eight ninety nine by those two. You still have to pay that. Eight. They don't tell you. Well, we don't, it was only at six ninety nine. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. So it's like, I hate that. I hate that because they're always playing the customer, and it, it's sad because it's in it's in Ontario, Toronto, and like a few other provinces that we get you know screwed because there's no competition. Yeah, there's and zero you got, competition. Like, Sask- here. Saskatchewan, and like I think Manitoba. Or Alberta, whatever, and then like uh, I think Quebec has more competitors as well, and they get better deals. I don't really think Quebec, but like I know uh, Saskatchewan and I think Manitoba. Uh, you know, if you look at their plans, it's insane compared to ours. Yeah, it's insane. They pay like the same price we pay for like premium data is what they pay. Like okay, sorry, they pay what they pay they basically pay they nothing. pay nothing. Yeah, they like if we were like paying fifty dollars for three gigs, our eighty yeah. to ninety dollar plans, right? Right, that's what I mean. It's like double the price, just because there's no competition. Not because it costs more to 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 provide us with that service. No, it's it's just because it's easier. It, the, the demand is there. There's only certain people supplying it, and they control it. It's a monopoly. So here, we're gonna charge you whatever we want. And this is the and government's fault, by the way, which I learned recently. This is the government's fault because when when all of these carriers started, right, they all started in different provinces. And the government gave them those provinces to basically build infrastructure. So they gave Rogers, they gave Rogers, Ontario. They gave Bell, I think, uh, Alberta or BC. And they gave TELUS somewhere else. And basically it was like, okay, you guys have a monopoly in these provinces. So you can build infrastructure in those things for a limited amount of time. And so what, that's why for the longest time, Rogers was like the best carrier in Ontario is because they were a monopoly in Ontario. And now that these companies are so big and they've spread across Canada, they basically can be a monopoly in whatever place that doesn't have enough competition. And not only did the government do that, but our, our like actual infrastructure here is like a fucking joke compared to like the rest of the world. Like when people are like, when you're hey, talking about Fido and, and Rogers. Yes, definitely. When you're talking about bell, no, Bell but I'm has talking been investing in, in major no, but broadband. Forget, a, forget about that. I'm saying the government was like, here, we've got all these spectrums. Oh, you could have this one. You could have this one. You could buy this one. You could buy this one. You know, when we talk about a phone and we're like, does it work on Rogers or Fido or wind? We're one of the only fucking countries who really has to, I mean, the, the, North America, who really has to worry about this shit. Because if you go to China and Europe, they all use like one standard because it makes sense. And that's why the reception's better. That's why you can get signals in the middle of nowhere. But you come here, we've got so many different bands and it's a shit show. It's just, it's ridiculous. But it's also, it's also about infrastructure, right? Like in China and Europe, they probably have enough people or enough companes building all, all the infrastructure everywhere right and it makes sense for but them over here it's, it's like you own populated. this over here it's like you own this uh you know this um well they bid on that spectrum they have to purchase it i don't think in europe it's like that maybe it's owned by the government 
It could be regulated I'm not 100% even higher sure. and everybody has to use the spectrum across the board. But the problem with using the spectrum across the board is congestion. Not if the infrastructure is there. Well, even if the infrastructure is there, if you have the infrastructure and you have, it's just like a Rogers internet, right? Rogers internet is great. It's fast until it's congested and then it's not fast anymore. Whereas you no. don't experience that on bell because they are DSL or fiber or whatever you want to call it now. Right. But when you comes to cable internet, the downfall to cable internet for the longest time, the benefit for the longest time was that it was faster than DSL. The downfall of it was that on peak uh, during peak times of the day, it's going to be slower because more people are using it. Right. When you talk about a DSL line or a fiber line, that's not the case. They are individual lines direct to houses and they come. They're not shared. They're not aggregated in that way. And so at eight o'clock when every Rogers customer is getting 50 down and not 200, you know, uh, every Bell customer is getting their full 200 down, right? Depending on how far they are from their nearest. Yeah, their nearest uh, node. Yeah. Yeah. So that is their downfall. There are pros and cons. I don't know how that works with five. I'm assuming it, it helps a little bit. But I'm assuming it still matters how far you are but from there, your But nodes. Bell's investment in technology is, is apparent considering that when you buy their gigabit plans for home internet, they actually give you a ridiculous upload versus Rogers. 100%. But I think the problem with Bell is that they've only, they've only started to do – and they're, they're starting to spread wide with their infrastructure for the fiber. But there's, they haven't hit a lot of places yet. And and that's the issue. Like my building, they haven't hit all the buildings on the street. You know what I mean? They haven't they haven't come here and installed the infrastructure. Yeah. They're missing out on so many customers. And even if you go on their their website, you know, unless they've been there to they install the infrastructure, they also need permission for from old buildings. Like when I was living with my mom, they came and they asked. They had a survey. They got the building to survey everybody in the building. Hey, would you be okay with? bell retrofitting our building for better internet and i think the general consensus was everyone was like no because the one thing that that had to be done is if they did retrofit the building then a rep or like a person would have to come into your apartment right and do a couple of things so that they could run line right yes 100 percent. everybody I had this was done like on the... no i don't want that we had this done in our building uh, before I uh, changed occupa- occupations. We did it in uh, all of our buildings there. And basically, they went into like the closet right where you enter. They had to go push the wiring through there. And that's how they got the five in. And they had to, luckily, there was a false ceiling. And, uh, you know, they had to go from the, uh, you know, let's say the, the bell rooms all the way through the ceilings. Yeah. It was definitely something that took a while. And if you don't have false ceilings, I'm assuming they'd have to break into your ceilings, right? So it's 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 costly as well. You know, they have to have a security guard around with them. Uh, you know what I mean? They have to pay for that security guard to come while they're installing. They can't just go in your unit. You know what I mean? They need to have a superintendent to open the doors. Yes. Uh, you know, there's a lot of cost involved. And they have to make sure when they're investing that cost that it's worth it. How many people here are going to switch yeah, yeah, to definitely. bell? I think the best thing would be like in in like and I'll give you an example in my building would be like right now our building has a deal with plan uh, a deal with Rogers but it's only for cable not for inter- internet right okay. but maybe there's in in that contract there's something about not being a not being ever able to make a contract with Bell until that contract is over right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, stipulations but if Bell came in Doesn't and said hey listen 
buy Bell like no personally yeah. personally on your own you could right but maybe the building can't make that deal right I see I see so let's say let's say um they came in and they said hey your Rogers uh, contract is over in two years we'll install installing everything now and we can tell you in two years we're gonna give you this deal yeah Rogers is gonna Rogers is gonna cut them on that deal you know why they don't have to install infrastructure there's no money spent everything's already there. We'll give you this amount of internet for ten dollars uh, each unit cheaper than they will because we didn't have to spend this many thousand dollars installing infrastructure, so we're not but worried the about speeds. Making our just money. won't be there, is what I'm saying. The speeds won't be there, right? but anyways, when they yeah, make those contracts, it's the not building a for for five, but you're getting way better internet from that deal. One hundred, and I've thought of plenty of times I've wanted to switch over to Bell because of like these crazy speeds. You know what I mean? And just because, like, I'm at times really tired of, like, Roger's bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. just the, the, their their modems, their, you know what I mean? They're, they're not, a, like, I don't know if Bell does a swallow. Bell's even they worse. Do. They have that home hub Are bullshit. They? But does Bell allow you to, and, and most likely they don't, allow you to use your own modem? Yeah, they do. You have to put the home hub into bridge mode. It's the same way with Roger's. Like. Same way. But they won't allow, like, this is what I hate about these carriers. If I want to go out... And buy a modem, a modem that's a DOSIS three that which will allow the full amount of speed, and give you the MAC address. Why are you not allowing me to do this? I just don't understand. Yeah, I don't. I don't if you either. can, if like, if a company like Tech Savvy is a reseller and they're using these modems, it one hundred percent works on your network. Speaking of re, speaking of Tech Savvy, didn't you say you were switching to them? I said if I can't get a good deal again, which is in Christmas now. Oh, okay. With Rogers, if they don't give me like right now. The deal I have is pretty much like $74 a month for their one gigabyte speed, which is normally like 100 and whatever. If if I come to the end of that that deal and they don't want to do the deal again, like they're like, no, our deal right now, because I'll be like, I'm gone. Because I'm not paying what they think their internet is worth because it's insane. What they yeah, what yeah, their yeah. actual price is like right now, everything is like you get this amount of internet for six months and then it goes up to normal price. Like they think their shit's valued at like almost $200 a month. Are you on crack? The good thing, though, is that like we're slowly getting back to unlimited bandwidth. We are at unlimited. I don't see anything like even if you go to uh, tech savvy, some of their options don't even have the 300 gigs anymore. It's like just unlimited. Yeah, which took us long enough. I remember when me and you were having like fucking full on conversations. Oh, come about- on. You go from Fucking unlimited. From you tell people to metered to lim- unlimited right. again. Like this is ridiculous. That's just for for me showing. For, this is how you show the community, and you show the the consumers that you have the power, and you will do whatever you want whenever you want. You whenever you want to be greedy, you can be greedy because you know if you could have, if you could all this time provide us for this price unlimited. There's no reason you have to meter it. And you could come up with your bullshit excuses, which they did, okay? And now they're back to unlimited again. That means all their bullshit excuses were exactly that. Yeah, bullshit. But we knew it. They were we bullshit. knew it for years. It was bullshit, bro. Like I know, but nobody surprising. stands up. Everybody should. Everybody should should just be like, I'm leaving Rogers. Then you know, but they own the monopoly. We don't have an option, people. It, and that's it was the all of them, bro. Here. Every single one of them was. Every doing single this. one of them. One, it was yeah, bullshit. because they Except all sit the at the table, right? And even the resellers were like, well, the resellers were giving on, more right? like a bigger cap for the same right. price. And even anybody right now who thinks they're getting an amazing deal on a plan, let me just give you read the fine print, people. Right now, you walk into a Fido or whatever, and they're like, "Listen, the fifty dollars a month will give you five hundred minutes, which people barely for the use first their phone twelve for months." 
it's not even that, bro. Read the fine print. Every gig you go over is a hundred dollars. It's it's ten dollars every ten megabytes. Jesus, it's a hundred dollars every gig you go over, people. Read the fine print. I don't know where I'm I would not be making this right up. now with with gaming if I had a data cap because games are really big now. Like imagine still yeah, being on a 300 download cap and you no, had yeah, three new games this holiday to download. And that that was one of the biggest fears when like we've got we started going into HD gaming, right? Like games at 1080p and then you know, now games starting at some of them doing like 4K yeah, resolution. Yeah, look, but, fucking Red Dead is 84 gigs to download. Right. And everybody was like, oh my God, you know, the Xbox is coming out and digital was becoming a big thing and all, and, and Netflix was becoming a big thing and they metered their internet. They were They were pretty much killing off all these streaming services because they're like, how am I going to stream a movie in HD and, and watch a bunch of shows when I have metered internet at like 150 gigs a month? Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? I can't do anything. And then I'm assuming at some point Rogers is like, we're just going to lose our customers. They're all going to go to these resellers because we're idiots. Yeah, straight up. And people did start doing that. A lot of people started going to resellers because they're like, you're just taking advantage. And how can these resellers, resellers selling the exact same product, be able to provide me with this service at this cost with these gigs and you're not and they're reselling your product yeah it's ridiculous it's been ridiculous sorry i just i get so pissed off when these big corporate companies they just become too greedy like they make enough money and they shit on the customer and it just bothers me because it's like they don't do this when there's competition and that's the only reason right now, people, I'm telling you right now, I don't care what anybody says. The only reason you're seeing even $55 at four gigs is because freedom companies like freedom are becoming a little bit bigger because that's yeah, the only other competition right Shaw, now. They're actually very important to. Right. And that's the only reason right now you're seeing even competitive prices. Oh, if freedom and the wasn't fact that they around, have their own LTE spectrum, that's a big right. deal. That's a big deal. And if they didn't have their own LTE spectrum and if they weren't around right now, you'd be paying probably like 80 to $90 for four gigs easily. Yeah. Just look back at prices every like, day of the week. Like let's go minus inflation. Right. But let's, let's go look at prices at, you know, two, three years ago. That's what it was. Freedom mobile or at the time it was called wind. Wind couldn't do anything. Wind was for the people who, Wanted a great deal and didn't care about the call quality or any of the or the coverage right. or anything like that. You know, they barely use the phone, whatever. Right. But for anybody who uses the phone as like basically their portable computer, they just weren't an option. They weren't an option. They didn't have the infrastructure. They were borrowing their infrastructure from Rogers, so on and so forth. But now that they're owned by Shaw and they've been rebranded and they have their own LTE they're pretty big. They work in the subways. They work, they in, the work subways. in the subways. Yeah. This is a big deal for a lot and of they people. They work in the subways because BA, the company who did that, went to every freaking carrier and said, hey, like, we'll do all the infrastructure. You just have to, you know, it has to be your lines, right? And you got, obviously, right. you pay us for it. Everyone except for Freedom was like, no, it's too expensive. We'll do it ourselves later. It's like, what? What, what do you mean? And to this day, yeah, to this day, just... the Wi-Fi down there is provided by BA, BAI, and the the LTE down there or the 3G, I don't know what it is because I don't get it on my phone, is is freedom. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things. And anybody who thinks like 
there is any other competition, listen, there's only Rogers, Bell, and Tellis. That's it. Those are the three, and then Freedom now. Those are the the four that exist. Everybody else that you think you're getting a deal from, it's a sub owned brand by some, of one. It's of the a big sub. Guys. If you think Lucky Mobile has a good deal, that's Bell. If you think Chatter has a good deal, it's that's Rogers. Rogers. Fido Rogers. Um, Kudo. I know Tellis. there's more. Kudo Tellus. Yeah. And and there's I think that's it. There used to be a thing that got bought up by Rogers. They started with an there's M. What people. were they again? Mobility was bought by Rogers. Mobility and Peoples was, was bought, bought by, by Telus. And then there's some like small, um, like PC mobile and stuff like that. But these are like for the people who just want to put in like yeah, those are like fifty hundred minutes. Those are like yeah. those are like uh, PC mobile just buys wholesale from one of the other guys and sells it to right. Them. So listen, there's no competition out there. Lucky all these other companies are like, oh, you get a really good deal. First of all, Rogers is smart. What do they do with Chatter? Only 3G. Yes, it's unlimited. They tell you once you go over your your data, you're unlimited. They're trying to compete with uh, Freedom Mobile. But Freedom Mobile has LTE now, so that's not a competition anymore. Nope. You're just giving them 3G. Forget about it. And, and they're like, well, as long as like forty bucks a month for like unlimited data and talk and text, like, and and Freedom Mobile, even them, okay, they'll give you ten, de- they'll give you ten, and then throttle the rest. But it's pretty much unlimited. yeah. And not only that, right now their promotion is like, uh, sign up, you get ten gigs plus three hundred gigs, and that's for plus the lifetime. Three hundred so, gigs. Yeah. So the way that works is like, so you got ten gigs of full speed every month. Yeah. Once you go over that. You have uh, you you're throttled, but you actually use those 300 gigs, and for they're for the lifetime of your contract. Oh. So if you go over one month, you only used one gig, you'll still get full speed. It'll go into that bank of 300, right? Okay. So why doesn't Rogers and and and, and stuff? Rogers try to do a Fido try to do the same thing. Plus, blah blah blah, hundred because you get five hours free every month i love how they try to reword it you know what i mean you get also bonus 500 gigs for you know the two-year contract because you got five hours free every you know what i mean like don't put a spin on it i would love a company i would love a company if they're telling me it costs them money this is like my dream right now if you're telling me it costs you money for data to provide me with that data i i i'm okay with that let my freaking data roll over just let it yeah, just straight let it up. roll over. If I don't use I two don't gigs, use let two it roll gigs, over. Yeah, exactly. Give me and give they've me done this in next the, month. You know, I think they've done this in the states. They did. They Singular did in Mobile in used states, to do that yeah. before. There was bo- uh, before it was bought by AT and T. Let it roll over, or give me a goddamn discount when I don't use that data. One or the other. But don't ever tell me it costs you too much. Yet sometimes I only use like two gigs that month for whatever reason. What happens to the rest of my data? You didn't have to service that data. I don't get a discount, and you don't roll it over. Yet if I go over by one gig and I don't, I don't uh, preload it. You charge me a hundred dollars. How does that make sense? Yeah. How does that make sense? It doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, I know. We're it's gonna dumb. we're gonna spend a, a full yeah, podcast yeah, today, people. Say, just talking about carriers. Let's move on. <laughs> we F move the on. carriers. We we we're getting as, too heated. As, this is gonna be like yes. a fuck the carriers, yo. Here in fucking Ontario, uh, in uh, Toronto, uh, <laughs> we get ripped the fuck off. We already know this for so long. With every service we receive, including our fucking auto insurance, everything, we just get ripped the fuck off, people. All right, I have a question for you. Yes. Have you put up your tree yet? No, I haven't put up my tree. My wife has talked about it. Amanda's talked about putting up the tree. We only had – this is the first time we're really doing a tree. I think we've done tree in the you past. You had a tree last year. In our new place. Yeah, in this place, I'm saying. 
This is the first. The, yeah, last year we had the tree. It was the first time we bought a tree, like a big tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always had like a little tiny tree. This is the first. I wouldn't say big, but like a medium, uh, regular sized tree. I, and I she said like she's going to put a tree it, in my little basement. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I haven't put it up yet, but we're going to. That's the plan if I know where she put it. But yeah. Yeah. Have so you you're going to put up a tree? tree. Okay. So I've already put up the tree. I love the holidays. They're awesome. Um, okay. But I wanted to talk about a new HomeKit device that I picked up and maybe how it compares to the one that you have. But um, I don't like those old fashioned timers for a tree. So we picked up one of these Wemo uh, switches, HomeKit switches. Right. I, I think I have the Wemo as well. No, you have I the Kogeek. Kogi, Kogi, yeah, yeah I, I don't have the Wemo. You're correct. Yeah. So I was looking, but at that's the, the exact same reason I picked it up was for the tree last year. I think you knew. Yeah, that, yeah. Right? Well, that's why I picked up okay. one because I knew you had one and it worked. So I picked up the Wemo because the Wemo is pretty cheap. I think it was twenty nine dollars. Um, and they actually is funny for like an extra thirty, you could get two of them in a two pack. It was actually pretty good. Okay. Um. And uh. And yeah, this thing is pretty cool. It makes a very audible sound when you turn it on and off. I don't know if yours oh. does that. No, mine didn't do that. Mine makes I, a, like I, okay. a audible click sound, like a click. Oh, click! Yes, yeah, okay. it did make a click. Yeah. So I, a click. I, I thought you meant like a, like a humming. No, or no, a buzzing not a humming. Like it makes an audible click when you actually yeah, turn it, it off. Or mine turn actually it on. had a a, a built-in nightlight. Mine doesn't have a built-in light, like yeah, like it has a like a light on it, like a little just to tell like you a it's status on light, but it doesn't have a nightlight. No. And, One and thing man, I noticed thing about cool. mine, I can tell like Siri, like, "Hey Siri, turn off the tree," and she'll turn off the tree. Where the fuck right. is my phone? Okay, uh, she's not here. <laughs> um, and it's really cool. I like that. I like turn off the Christmas tree, and she'll turn off the Christmas tree. It's pretty cool. Uh, but it also oh, has the features. I think yours does too. But it also has like timer features, so you can set it to, hey, only turn on after this time and turn off after this time. Yes, timers. Uh, even if it didn't have a timer, you could use an IFTTT or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, I stopped using mine after a while. It was okay. So that company there, Geek or whatever, yeah, yeah. they're really bad with software like really bad like they needed to update it had a lot of issues like disconnecting from the internet from the wi-fi and reconnecting so that's one of the main reasons i stopped uh, using it i actually started using it just as a nightlight i have to find it again because you just reminded me about the christmas you started to use the the switch itself as a nightlight just because it wasn't working really as a switch because the wi-fi would disconnect all the time oh i see what you're saying it was horrible. Then again, I don't know if it was my modem, right? Because I've had issues with my modem, and that's something I've changed recently. Uh, but I have to uh, find it now, and I'm pretty sure there must be software updates for it. And uh, try it again. There has to be. I hope so. I know Anyways, the Wemo around. ones got a software update to be compatible with um, HomeKit, right? So when I bought it and I pulled it out of the box, I had to update the software. Um, cause previously it only worked with Google home and, uh, Alexa. Oh, okay. But it's cool. It's got a lot of features. The software is great. It's actually good. So the Wemo brand is owned by Belkin. Oh, uh, is so it really? It's, it's a Belkin product technically. Okay. And so the software is actually decent. Like it's not like super over the top. Like it doesn't have like a, you know, uh, an absurd amount of features, but a couple of the things when I go into the app and I go to the rules section, 
it has a couple of things here. It has a scheduler, so you can set it to turn on and turn off during certain times. It has an auto timer, so uh, so you can get it to turn off after a certain amount of time if you physically turned it on. A couple of the other things they have here is you can set up a motion detector. I guess this is for other Wiimote devices. So if you if the motion detector detects motion, you can turn on the tree. Right. Uh, motion. That's actually see, I like that when you can add on to it. I really do. I like that because it like it becomes now part of let's say even like a security system. Yeah. Right. Like you add a sensor to the system, and it could turn on like let's say eight different plugs, which are all plugged into you know let's say a light or a TV or something, and you could put the sensor anywhere. So if someone's coming by, you know your place, let's say, and and you want them to think someone's home, you know what I mean? Well, it switches on all these things. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the person's like, whoa. And it could be on, like, it could be set up where it switches them on and then it turns them off in, like, half an hour. You know it's what really I mean? It's really cool. So, for the motion alerts, they have two products. One's a sensor and one's a camera. And so, if either of these things that you've put in your house detects some sort of movement, they can do certain things. Like, turn on lights or turn on the tree or so on and so forth. So, it's it's pretty cool. It's a really great device. I actually would recommend anyone who needs a device like this to probably go with this one. I've I did a bit of research and I was looking at the different companies that make switches like this. So there's like Wemo, there's the Kogeek one, there's one called by uh iDevice, I think it's called. Okay. And I think there's another one called from a company called iHome. Uh, uh yeah, there is iHome and I know Lutron also makes uh like they call them to TP, like TP plug link lamp also lines. makes one TP link TP link yeah uh, but I think uh, TP I mean link everybody is really does really new to the game so I don't think I found a lot of reviews on the product uh, and the Belkin one like uh, from a couple of the posts that I were looking at it, it was rated like the best one like the top most one um, and they didn't have any issues with it. Uh, and then second place was the iDevice one. But the difference in price between the iDevice one and the, the Wemo is that the Wemo was, I think, like I said, $39 or $29. And the iDevice one was $59. I was like, that's crazy. Wow. I'm not going to spend $59 and if, on something that's going to turn my and tree if, on and off. Sorry. And if Belkin is number one, that's probably just a rebanded Belkin one anyways. Uh, if you're saying they're made by Belkin Wemo. Oh, no, it's just a sub-brand. Or... It's, a, it's like a product of theirs. It's a Belkin Wemo. That's what it's called. Oh, okay. Uh, so it is, it, is, it is a legitimate Belkin product. Oh, okay. I thought it was like they're just under a different division. No, no, no. And it's, owned it's by like, uh, It's like Philips Hue lights. The Hue is the brand, right? Right, right. So this okay. is like Belkin's Wemo products. So they have like light switches. They have these... Uh, they have a bunch of different products. They have And what are they what are they what's the extras in buying just the Belkin branded one? What do you mean? Like you said their number one was a Belkin one. Uh the posts? Are they called Belkin posts? Oh no no, I was saying on the post that I was reading when I was looking up right. what's the best switch. Oh okay, so you were talking about the Wemo. Yeah yeah, the Wemo is but just has calling been it highest okay. rated basically. Oh okay, so I was confused because I thought Wemo was like a different division. No no, Wemo and is, not, it wasn't a, a is a Wemo. brand okay. that Belkin makes basically. Okay, so now it makes sense, my bad. Yeah, and so they make a bunch of things. They make an Insight smart plug which actually will monitor um, the electricity that the device plugged into it is using. They have the plug that I have, which is called the Wemo Mini Smart Plug. 
They have Wi-Fi smart dimmers for your walls. They have uh, light switches. If I'm also correct, the light switches, unlike some of the other companies, don't require a hub. And they are all connect to the Wi-Fi separately, uh, which is great. Um, and they also sell a Wemo bridge, but this bridge is no longer needed. It was originally needed if you used HomeKit, uh, but from my understanding, it's not needed anymore. See, I've always I, I I like switches over buying bulbs when it comes to lighting. Like, uh, for example, you can buy Hue bulbs. Yep. Or you can buy light switches, like in my case, Lutron. So I live in an older apartment uh, that I purchased. And basically, the wiring here is from, like, the early 70s to late 60s. And they didn't have, like, a, your neutral wire, the white wire. Okay. There's a lot of uh, systems that need that white wire. Like, there's a lot cheaper switches I could buy, but I can't because the Lutron is one of the only ones, I, I mean, that I found that doesn't need a neutral wire. And that's why it works with my place. The other thing is, like, with... Um, with the light bulbs, yeah. what sucks about them is because I do live in an older place. Sometimes we do get, uh, I don't know what you would call them, but the power turns off and on slightly for like a second like or two. power right? stutters, basically. Power, power stutter cycles, whatever you want to call them, right? Yeah. And what happens with the bulbs is the light is always on, right? The bulb is turned off by its own connection. Yeah. So the lights turn on. It's restricting power. Yeah, that's happened. Right. To my so the lights. Before. So the lights turn on, and that sucks. With the switch, though, that does not happen. That can even if happen loses, if the can... internet goes out. I've had it in the middle of the night. All my lights turn on because the internet went out. See, I've never had it because the internet. Maybe I just never had the internet go out. But I did. Uh, the power cycles, and boom! Like it could be like two in the morning, and we're awoken by all these lights on in my apartment and i'm just like i'm gonna switch everything to switches at least my bedroom because like that's like really important you want to stay asleep right yeah yeah. but like it's so annoying so for anybody who does live in an older apartment and you're looking for like should i get a bulb or a switch a switch for sure if you do have a lot of uh power rollovers or whatever they freaking call them where the power go off for like a second you know split second yeah. like if you come home and you see your alarm clock is that like 12 or like your stove is flashing 12 because it reset it. That's enough to like, you know, reset your, your Wi-Fi and everything. Those bulbs will just turn on. So imagine like in my, in my circumstance, my bathroom has about like four or five bulbs. My two bedrooms have another four. My, uh, my dining room has all those bulbs turn on, you know, and that's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Because you got to now wait till the Wi-Fi reconnects and then tell Siri or Google or whatever smart home, assistant you're using to turn off all those lights again so it might take about like five to ten minutes for your internet to reconnect right? and the worst the worst part is though is that oh sorry you can also physically turn off the switch but then you lose the ability of using smart home to turn the it worst off. part about it all though is that when in the case of mine like the example i used that the internet went out and the light bulbs turned on you can't turn them off until the internet's back Right, you can't unless like like you can like go I up to the lamp and like in my case yeah. I don't you for you switches make sense because you actually use the overhead lights in your room. I don't right. use the overhead lights in my room. My room is lit with four four lamps, four lamps that we have right. bulbs in. The alternative would to be would be buy these Wemo things and plug all the lamps into one of those, right? And then when you want but all the lamps ever... to be on, you just boom hit them. Right. 
But the other problem, and this is the thing you're giving up with with not going with the bulbs, is that the dimming is the dimming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if if I did go with the Wemo switches for all my lamps, it would just be on or off. There would be no state of lightness, right? Whereas the benefit I love about it is that I have a scene called Sam's Night Night that actually turns the lamps closest to the bed off. Right. But the ones closest to me at the desk, it puts them down to like 10%. No, it's uh, different scenes. I have a bunch yeah. of different scenes too. Like I'll say, hey, trigger word, uh, it's movie time. Yeah. You know what I mean? All the lights turn off, the living room dims to but a certain the, the, amount. The benefit you have with the Lutron switches and, and the types of overhead, uh, you have pot lights, right? Right. The the overhead pot lights, the benefit is that they do dim, right? Automatically, right? right? Whereas a lamp yeah, with a lamp switch, doesn't yeah. actually dim, right? It's only no, on. You or would off. not have yeah. You would not have that option. Uh, with the... So yeah, so you do have the benefit of saying, Oh, it's movie time and then your lights drop down to thirty percent. Uh, you know, maybe you have a color bar light somewhere that turns on and you know, things turn to whatever. You know what I mean? Just uh, just a little fact in there. I want to tell my uh, my tech buddies out there, or my not so keen tech buddies, not every light bulb is dimmable. Just letting you know yeah, that's very true. that uh, just because you put in a, a light switch that's a dimmer, it doesn't mean that the light bulb is dimmable. There are a lot of LED light bulbs that are not dimmable, and you will destroy them and ruin them if you try to dim them. Just a key fact out there. If you're going to switch and on uh, the and packaging, like a usually Lutron, say you can dim them or not. No, no. But people, let's say they, they're going home right now and they're like, oh, you know what? That's such, I love to make my bedroom like a smart switch. Let me change a switch. It will automatically come with the dimming ability. But that does not mean those bulbs you have installed are It depends are on dimmable. the switch. You can buy switches that are just on and off and not just any dimming ability. Right. But I mean, like, for they're the generally the same price, and why wouldn't you, right? Yeah, but again, like you're, it just gives saying, you all those you're features. True. You're right. You you have to remember that. I'm your, just your letting bulbs people know because that dim or right. the fixture might not support dimming. And the only reason I say that is, I at one point myself did not know that every light bulb. I just thought like you're giving it less energy, it's gonna dim. That's just the fact, you know. But they're not they're not created to have less energy. They are not stable with less energy. So, like, I didn't know that. I just assumed every light bulb. And I'm not the only person who assumes that. Every light bulb is just dimmable. I think uh, we should probably move on to another topic. Yeah, for sure. No, I think smart homes, uh, I'll just finish off by saying smart homes are awesome. Uh, They're not super cheap, especially when you start looking into, like, wanting to make everything in your home smart. And you start looking into, like, uh, you want decent products. So, the first, one of the main companies I look at is Philips. And you want to get something like a smart light uh, light strip of LEDs? Those are so expensive. Yeah, they're like eighty bucks. You want to? Yeah, you want to get like I thought of making like my kitchen like all underneath the counters, doing a bunch of like LED strips and making it all part of a smart home. You might as well just go and get yourself. Um, if you don't care about dimming, just get yourself the like the plugs, like the Wemo plugs. Is it Wemo? Sorry. Yeah, the Wemo plugs. Yeah. Yeah, get something like a Wemo plug, then plug in the LEDs, which you could get off like. Amazon, eBay for like 20 bucks with an adapter to convert, you know, the AC, the AC to DC, plug it in, like put it underneath. Like for me, I want it under underneath my counter. Some people want it like behind their TV, right? And you want to be able to control that. A lot of them come with remotes now, especially if they change colors. Actually, fun, fun thing. I just random before we move on and and before we finish this off. 
Have you seen those new, uh, they're like Philips Hue lights that you can put behind your TV and they sync to your entertainment? I don't, I think I heard something about that. I've seen these things. These things are super cool. They're like super expensive too. Yeah. I think they're like, like $70 a piece or you can get a bundle of three of them for like for 150 bucks or something like that. And they, they, sorry, they do what they, so they sync to your entertainment. So they know, like you set it up and they know what's playing. Like what, what, how do they know this? Uh, what is the method? I think they use, it's a computer app that, that is running at all times and is analyzing when video is playing. I, I don't know. Because I the reason I'm the asking this it. is like, but it won't work with your like at- regular TV. I think. Okay, so you need like a TV that has like like in your case you have soft... it attached to a computer and you probably watch more media right. from the computer than anything, right? So it works. Oh, one hundred percent. So it analyzes the screen, like the video you're watching, and let's say there's a gradient. It's from blue on one side to orange on the other, right? So the actual lights that you put behind your TV will actually be blue on one side and orange on the other, and so as the scenes change. Those lights will change change to the colors associated to the points in which they are on the TV. And this was something I honestly, in the beginning, when I heard about it, was like, who the hell wants like backlit colors to their TV? But supposedly it's it's an amazing experience. It's a really cool effect. Yeah, to have some backlit colors that at least like somehow match the mood of what's going on with the scene. And I haven't experienced it personally. But I do see a lot of people doing it and a lot of good reviews and, and I'm interested. And I've I've thought about purchasing. I do have a 70-inch TV. So, like, my major thing is, like, finding a strip that will fit around that TV all the way around. Yeah. Um, and that's probably, like, the hardest thing. But um, I, I am curious about and trying these, it. Maybe these not devices, the they're not a one. strip. They're actually, like, a like a elongated lamp kind of thing. Oh, okay. Like, a, almost like you were to have, like, an like a two what do you call those like um like a tube lamp yeah sort of like that yeah think of it like that and according to the video that i watched which i'm going to share with you because it's really cool um they are they can output a higher brightness than all the other hue products so all the other hue products from my understanding can only do 800 nits these ones can do a thousand and so it's like oh, wow. it's a noticeable even though it's only 200 nit difference it's actually a noticeable difference in brightness. Yeah, I'll definitely check those out. Probably just uh put a link also. I don't think they're the available in Canada right now, but uh Of course they're not. <laughs> of course they're not. <laughs> but I seen when a they YouTuber, he So go ahead. So when they are, they're they're like uh, I would even consider picking up a pair. I don't remember what Yeah, me too. Uh I don't remember what YouTuber talked about this or i saw this video was like oh it was like a tech on the cheap i actually got this youtuber from the other youtuber the video that i sent you yeah yeah, the video that you never watched that youtuber you said you like i agree with everything Uh, okay oh by the way that that guy has a podcast Um, He does i did not know cycle something yeah we're not here to promote his podcast listen to ours anyways what somebody he linked to, what they did is they got a bunch of, I don't know if they were hue lights, and he just put, like, um, lamps in the back of the TV on, like, each side. Oh, I don't dope. know if he had two or three. 
and then he would change the mood in that way. Yeah, I think uh, I think not only these lights can sync, but I think there's a lot more Hue devices that can sync. But they made these lights specifically for that purpose. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of cool things you could do out there. And um, I think, like, especially when it comes to me in the home, I love having a smart home. I'm a geek. I want to geek out my, my house, you know what I mean? Especially now that I own it, like, I want to geek it out. Yeah, I want Jarvis. I want like good morning, Marco. It is yeah seventy degrees outside and snowing. Yeah, that doesn't make yeah, sense, my... but okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it depends. I guess if it was Celsius. If it said negative seventy degrees outside, then maybe I like. And then I want. And then like... he's like, maybe you shouldn't go to work today. <laughs> one of one of the, you know, going into tech here. One of the things that I've always been interested in getting is like a smart toilet. What the hell does that mean? Like a toilet that, number one, cleans itself, warms the seat, uh, has different cleaning cycles. Oh, like those super badass Japanese toilets. Yeah, like those $500 to $1,000 toilets that will, like, lift for you automatically, go down, clean itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it will, like, spray your ass, spray your nuts with, like, uh, warm water, and, like, you leave there and... You're like, wow, you know what I mean? Some of them will like warm up the seat when it's really cold. They close the lid. They like self-wash themselves like a smart toilet. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. And then like my sink and then my sink would have to be like, you know, and the people, I would do this if I had the money, but my place is so old. I don't even have like a plug in my bathroom, you know, so I can't even plug this thing. I can confirm he does not have a plug in his bathroom. I do not have a plug in my bathroom. I literally at the moment, because I I cut my hair myself with the, I had to get, you know how you have the E24, which is the plug for the light. Yeah. Like that you screw it in the bulb. I have an adapter from that. That turns into like your normal two prong plug. And then that has an extension cord. It is so ghetto. And you know that hurts my feelings to have that get on this. It is what it is, bro. <laughs> but I have that. But I would have that toilet, and then it would be so sanitary because it would be like the toilet cleans itself. It cleans. It's like a bidet, so it cleans your bum and you know your private area. And then you get up, and then you go to my my sink, and my sink is like censored. So like my soap would be censored. You just put your hands there, drop some soap, go to the sink, and it would be censored. So the water would go just like in a public washroom. Boom. I'd even have an air dryer. You know what I mean? Be super sanitary <laughs> and super. We don't high use tech. towels like my... in this house anymore. We just nope, have an air nope. dryer. We have like the coolest washing machine, but we never wash towels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dope. Yeah, I think that's that's enough about the smart home. But definitely, people, I am one hundred percent into the smart home. And in the future, if I weren't to own a condo and I would own like a home, I would totally love to go off the grid, like solar. I mean, like, at least a big percentage solar. That's a really big feat, by the way. It is. But, like, I would totally love to. Like, everyone's like, oh, we had a blackout. And I'm like, nah, I'm running everything. I got, like, battery backups, you know. My whole house is running. You know, maybe it's only going to last for another, like, few hours. But until the sun comes out, it'll last a few more hours tomorrow again. Yeah, straight up. So you put a couple of topics here. Um yeah. I think some of them, if you don't want to talk about, that's well, great. I, I, I was just you should to take some. the lead. I mean, they are your topics. No, you tell me what you think is important here. Um, well, one of the ones I was going to bring up to you, I didn't write it down, but I, I, I learned about it recently, was Logitech wants to acquire Plantronics. Yes, and what's interesting about this to me is that they literally just acquired Blue Mike. <laughs> yes, straight up. You know what I mean? And I like, did not like, know. Like a couple of months ago, like... 
Yeah. And I did not know that they actually own um, Astro Gaming. I th- th- we talked about that. Did yeah, we? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm we sorry. I must have forgot. That. So they, they acquired them for $85 million in cash. And right now they're trying to uh, buy, from what it sounds like, they're trying to buy Logitech for, they've offered them, according to this, $2.2 billion. Logitech is trying to buy Plantronics for $2.2 billion. Yes, Logitech. Sorry. Logitech is trying to buy Plantronics for $2.2 billion. I mean, I'm going to say for most people, you probably don't know who Plantronics is. It's not a very popular brand among most people. But uh, if you want to know about Plantronics, they're probably, in my opinion, one of the best Bluetooth headset makers in the market. They have been making headphones and headsets for a very long time. Uh, my first pair of noise-canceling headphones were theirs. They they kind of know what they're doing when it comes to not only great Bluetooth quality, but call quality is also really important, and they, they, they know how to get it down. Yes, and, and they use them a lot for business as well, like the conference meetings and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I think a lot of the systems... headsets in general for very long. And I will tell you the truth. My favorite headsets I've ever owned have always been Platronics. And uh, my co-host here knows I use a lot of Platronics. Everything from the original Backbeats to the uh, Fit to... I don't even remember what they called, but I had those foldable uh, gray ones where the the mic was like a little clear tube that came out. Those were Platronics. Yeah, I totally remember those. Yeah, I've had like... And those all these headphones, and I've had like the Backbeat... The Backbeat uh, 903, 903 Plus, uh, the Fit. I've had so many. And like my best sounding and best quality headphones, including the ones I own right now, which I do own a a Backbeat Fit, the Platronics, and I do own the Pro, which I purchased from you. Yep. And they are still my favorite headphones. They're great. Favorite. I love them. Sound quality. I've since moved on, but they're really great. You'll You'll never be able to beat the call quality from those headphones. You've moved on to what, may I ask? Uh, I recently picked up a pair of Sony uh, WH-1000XM3s. Uh, okay. Well, maybe we'll get into that on another episode, <sighs> unless you want to get into that. Uh, I need to, I need to. before I give like a full-on review of them, I need to use them for a bit more. Okay. But, but uh, they have the quick, same. Quick, the they're, same. They're uh, really good headphones. Like really, really good. Because right now I'm using the Platronics, the Plant Plantronics Pros that I purchased off you. I'm using them right now. Uh, the worst thing that ever happened to these were uh, when I purchased them from you. Are the earmuffs? They deteriorate the uh, with sweat and body oils. Yeah, they do. But I purchased like I think it was like twenty bucks, and maybe they weren't official, but they fit. And I've had them ever since, and I use them all the time. But what I really like about these is, like, with your Sonys, do you have, like, all the same tech? Uh, What do you mean by all the same tech? Like, you take off the headphones, and it has a sensor in one of the ears, and it'll pause it? No, it doesn't have that. It doesn't have that. And do you have, like, the same, like, I love how the system over here works with the the rotating uh, scrolling on the sides. For volume and so everything? So mine has touch controls. If I swipe up on the oh, right okay. head cup, it will volume okay. up. Down is volume down. So it's touch controls. So forward and back and is, this, you know, forward and back. One of the features on these headphones, of, and it, it, remember, 
you'll know these features better than I do is like if you have these on and you want to listen to someone, there's actually a switch where you could use the exterior mic. Yep. The, do you the have Sony that does have that. So you put your hand okay. and cover the entire right side and it will turn okay. the microphones on so you can hear what's around you. Uh, the other and, great uh, thing is it has control over the actual amount of noise canceling. So you can actually make it so that you can have noise canceling that cuts out like larger noises, but only allows you to hear voices around you. Right. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I will, I'm interested and excited about hearing the review about these, uh, headphones. And they're one of the only noise canceling headphones in comparison to Bose that don't actually give you that weird pressure feeling in your head when you listen to them. I've had my issues with them so far. Like Rand, I guess the touch side is really sensitive so I'll be like walking outside and I guess like a piece of dust touches it and something happens. It's very weird, but, um, uh, but beyond that, it's actually, they're really good headphones. They're very, very good headphones. They sound impeccable. Okay. So getting back to Plantronics. Yes. Uh, yeah. Plantronics and, uh, Logitech here, uh, Logitech wanting to purchase them. The, I think the, um, Series Capital Group LLC owns 16% of Platronics, making it its largest shareholder. And they reported that they were exploring selling, you know, Plantronics. I guess because they're the biggest shareholder, they have like uh, the majority of the vote when it comes to wanting to sell or not. Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, this got out there. And uh, Logitech is, I'm assuming, making some big pushes. For, well, for I some think big they're plans, trying so. to compete with like big network makers, you know, like Microsoft, yeah. Google, Cisco Systems. That is that is what it. That's <clears throat> at least what people are assuming. Um, but they've they've got a big business, you know. Logitech has a big business for consumer products okay. and business products, and I think this Especially is a good opportunity for them to continue exploring what they can provide from a business product perspective. Um. Because right now they their business products for that are Logitech branded are not like um, not that they're not good but they're not probably just widely used in the market. Well, you know what? It seems like Logitech is really out there acquiring and purchasing a lot of companies, including Blue Mike and now possibly Platronics. I just want to put it out there, Logitech. If you are listening to this, give us the right number. Give us the right number. Could have yourself a really good podcast. Just go ahead, throw a number out there: one, two, three million. Let's talk yep, about it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can own the rights. We'll continue to work for you. <laughs> <laughs> you get to keep it. Uh, um, so yeah, the other one uh, you have here, which I thought is pretty cool, is iOS Google Photos. Yes. So this is just uh, what's interesting about this is like some people took it as there you go, Apple, F you, Apple. You don't give these features to, you know, phones such as like the iPhone 7 or the 8 or the 8 plus. But guess what? Google came around and said F you. So let me explain what's going on here. I know I kind of jumped the gun yeah, yeah, there. Sure. Uh no go ahead you actually you go ahead and do it. um yeah so again I don't know much about this but it seems though that if you have the Google Photos app on your iPhone and you have uh, a bunch of portrait photos 
there's a new portrait photo feature uh, that allows you to edit the depth of the photo. So what's blurry in the photo versus what's not. Uh, and that feature currently is only available to the iPhone XS, XS Max, and I think the XR. Um, but according to this report, uh, Google just added a feature to Google Photos that will allow you to do it in the 10, the 8 Plus, the 7. Any phone that had portrait mode will be able to edit the depth. Wow, I couldn't say that. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, that's pretty cool. Thanks, I, Google. I like it. And yeah, Google, thanks. And what I think this shows is that, you know, and, and listen, I'm not trying to shit on them or anything, but Apple could have given you this feature, but decided, you know, how else are they going to sell their newer models if they gave you every feature on it? And we've talked about this before with Animoji and just portrait mode, period. Um, and now Google's like, okay, you know, we're just going to add this. And guess what? All you... Apple users. I wonder if the depth data is being saved to the file or if it's being fudged by Google somehow. I don't know, to be honest, but I'm assuming it would be saved to the file. It could be. I just I just don't know because like this is really interesting. Then that means that portrait photos have been saving depth maps for very long. Uh which is like kind of weird to me, but Cool. I mean, ultimately cool. It's cool that Google is able to do this and, and provide this feature. But I, and, and it's going to sound like I'm a defending Apple and I'm not trying to, but I, I feel like the reason, there has to be a reason why they don't allow this feature on the older phones, right? Especially if it's just changing a depth map, it's that easy. Like, I, I just don't believe that there's you know, or maybe I'm you just, don't think profit has anything to do with it. I don't think so. For a feature like depth mapping, of all things, it's it wouldn't be the first time they've done. No, it. but of depth mapping, something that like ninety percent of people are probably not even going to know their phone does. Right, one hundred percent. But then again, uh, they did that with what? Right, and the other thing what? is that Google is really good at doing depth without an additional camera. So that, that this could just be their way of. Of software, promoting software, this through software, right? But I think the smart move on on Google's end here is because it's getting the you know the publicity it is because it's getting all this publicity about giving you a feature on your iPhone that you otherwise wouldn't have, and you know they didn't say this, but people are like you know hey you know Apple didn't give it this, give you this, but Google did. I think it's gonna get some people maybe using Google Photos who weren't. I mean, de- definitely, like- there will probably be a select few of people who are going to use Google Photos now so that they can edit the depths of their photos. But again, like I was just saying earlier, I don't think depth editing is like something... Is- like, I know camera features is something that Apple's trying to sell their phones on lately, but like a lot of the features that they're trying to sell on, like unless you're a hardcore photographer and loves the fact that your phone can take close to DSLR pictures, you know, when it comes to effects and lighting and HDR, you are not going to use that feature. You're going to open that app and just press the shutter button to take a photo. You don't care if it's in portrait or not. I I agree with you, but I have to say one thing. um, And this goes back to not even the average consumer, you know, just somebody who's interested. Okay. So I'll give you an example. There's some buzz about how Google Photos now has this feature where it lets you change the the background blur and the focus. 
And I don't really use that. I don't really care. But I'm interested to go check it out. Just because I'm like, oh, what does that mean? And what do you mean I can change this? I'll go check it out. I download that app once. I set it all up. Maybe I make an account that I never had before. Maybe I even make a Gmail. And then, uh, you know, hey, I could back up all my photos for free. I don't even have to worry about that. Yeah, they're not full uh, quality. They're at HD, they call it. We don't really know what it's actually being saved at. I mean, I don't anyways. I've never researched it. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm using it. And now they've got a new user and a lot more info to get off someone. You know what I mean? And and that's what it's about. It's curiosity, right? And like, okay, there's this new feature. You can go do this now. I've never used Google Photos, but hey, I want to know what that is. I want to know what it does. And you just need to download it once, set it up once, and then enjoy a feature like unlimited backups of your photos. And like, there's a lot of really cool features with Google Photos. I'm pretty sure anybody who really wants to back up their photos and stuff, they're going to use it anyway. So right? I just they're downloaded using it Google Photos and I just took a portrait photo. I don't okay. know if it's just me and I can't figure this out and I'm incapable, but there doesn't seem to be an apparent way to just change the blur. So it says, it says, pull up a portrait photo, a portrait photo in Google's. Okay. Click the editing icon to get the editing menu, then tap it one more time to edit depth and focus. I mean, <laughs> we're all waiting in suspense here. I mean, the, Apple this, the parts lover, of the photo that are blurry are kind of still blurry. They may be just less blurry. Well, that's the point, right? Adjust the depth. You're not going to make it unblurry. Yeah. I think this is all software, though. Okay, it works either way, people. It does definitely. And this if is you just, want, if this you, is, if this is a, a feature that you want, okay, I'm not trying to take away from this. If this is a feature that you want, go for it. It's it's a great feature. But if you took a portrait photo and you're expecting that this feature is going to unblur the photo, that's not going to happen. No, I think it's just the amount of blurness, the amount of the effect that you want to control. You can't get rid of it. Yeah, you. I mean, unless you were well, probably the using thing the about iPhone the, software, the Apple, the Apple version of this. That's the point, right? The point of of the the Apple implementation was that if you take a photo and you don't like the depth that was being used, you can either turn it off or make it more apparent. Right, and this is like you said, one hundred percent. This is most likely software, and it's just adjusting the amount using software. It can't remove it because it doesn't have that original file. Of it without yeah. it, right? It doesn't have that data saved of the actual, uh, you know, portrait. So I would, I would assume what it's what's doing is using algorithms to unblur the pixels smartly, right? Which, which in itself is really cool. Yeah, definitely. You know, but and, Google and, is that, and, right? Google is right. a company that uses algorithms to do really cool shit, and they have for for years. And their Pixel phones are like a perfect example of this. They're able to do p- a portrait mode with one lens and not telephoto, right? So they're able to basically make a better camera just with software alone. Yeah, and it's and it's funny because in an industry of mobile phones, they are by every by every sense of the word the different one. Uh, sorry, the like the the one that stands out. Hey, we have the best photo out there known as the best camera for photos and we have one lens and everyone else is adding more lenses like we have like people adding four lenses or five in some cases five lenses and their photo can't compete with what our ai does you know what i mean with our algorithm yeah with our our, our, our software 
their their hardware can't compete with our software and it just goes to show it doesn't always matter how great your hardware is it's 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 a big deal to have some great software yeah definitely and, and, and i think google is going to continue to do great things with the camera app and and stuff like that i think it's it's going to be uh we're going to see some great stuff from them and and the 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 fact that they can build out a phone that doesn't need a second lens like that's going to be even even better right i think i think they can do these features way, way better higher quality if they added a second lens because they actually have a reference distance photo to actually work with. Right. Uh, and I think that's what like makes from what I understand, Apple's version of like uh, certain product features from the camera perspective end up turning out slightly better because they actually have to use the second camera as a, like a gut check, you know, like, Oh, how far is the, the thing from me? Right. And uh, talking about Google, uh, I didn't put this down on the list and uh, I just wanted to kind of bring it up because I was thinking about it right now when we were talking about Google and software. They're rolling out duplex. Uh, Is that what you're about to say? No, they are testing Fuchsia OS on an Honor Play on uh, a Huawei. Yes. So uh, in a Thanksgiving surprise, a new code change has revealed that first Android smartphone to be used as a tested as being tested for Fuchsia, Fuchsia, Google's in-development operating system for devices of all kinds, the bigger surprise, it's Huawei. Google and Huawei certainly have history together with the 6P, of course, as people know. And in the last year, it's about a handful of public comments of Fuchsia's source code management, but one seemed major to work indicate that they're working with company to plan the OS. And so for those okay, of so, us that don't remember, Fuchsia was the closed platform that Google is building, right? Right. It's the closed platform. I mean, that's what we're... It's their own OS now, I'm assuming, which they're not going to make open to the public. And uh, what's what, what people are saying also is that it's it's revealing that the OS is running on devices that are running like a, a, a current 970 processor, which Honor uses those... Uh, I don't know if I'm saying their name correctly. Uh, Kirin? K-I-R-I-N? I guess so. I've never heard of the company yeah. in my life. So it's not running on like your... your um, Snapdragon. Snapdragon. Or any of right. Those. It's yeah, okay. it's running on something. And it's probably for a very good reason, right? But all these it, chips it, are probably based in ARM anyway. So it's just an ARM. Pro- most likely. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of info here. But um, the Honor plays... So it's saying Fuchsia in the future could be compatible with the Mate 10, the Mate 10 Pro, the Mate 10 Porsche design, the Mate 20, uh, P20, P20 Pro, Mate 8 RS, the, the Honor V1010, and the Nova 3 and Note 10. Because if it works on that chipset, it could work on these. That's pretty cool. So yeah, I'm just, you know what, I'm happy to hear that they are working on it. You know what I mean? So uh, and and this is just like uh, yeah, just uh, just talking about software, right? Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Google, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see where Google takes this or how the this goes. F- the funniest thing is that a lot of these devices that we just named here, yeah, and this kind of goes into our next uh, 
our next and last topic, if we want to talk about it. A lot of these devices are not for sale in the States. Yeah, and yeah, that's because they're paranoid, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, because uh, ch- they, they have a fear that uh, Huawei... Which I'm assuming owns Z, uh, ZT. I don't think so. ZTE? I think they're separate companies. Or they're in the same boat? Are they in the they're same both boat? Chinese Maybe they don't trust both? Think, okay. But... So they are afraid that Huawei is going to get like um, pretty much coerced by the Chinese government to spy on the U.S. and steal important information. But not only that, uh, the latest, the latest news on this is that the U.S. now is warning other countries, including the good old Canada, to not install any of their uh, five five G infrastructure. And all these countries they are warning, by the way, uh, are all countries that have American bases. And uh, basically, they are telling them because of the way these five G, the way the five G infrastructure works, there's a lot more information supposedly versus the way the older infrastructure works. I'm assuming for like the four G and all yeah. that, where the, the, it does a lot more uh, with uh, communication, and they are afraid that it's uh, they're able to do like cyber attacks, right, and espionage. And uh, by no means does this mean they will. But they are super paranoid right now. And they're like telling Canada, like talking to Trudeau and being like, yo, don't don't let them install. You know, and, and I'm trying to find the other countries they warned. So that's, it's that's crazy. The government though, has you know reached what? out there are to so many different companies reaching, working on 5G tech. Like if Canada doesn't go with Huawei, they'll go with someone else like Simmons or like, you know, there's... but Huawei is the reason Huawei is a big competitor is that they're offering uh, all this technology at a better price than most of the competitors. Yeah, and, but and again, that's the main like, thing right it, now. it comes down to like what is a better choice for your network, right? Like, right, and and again, like there are probably other companies that are gonna do this thing. You know, Simmons is the only and company you... that I can think of off the top of my head, besides maybe Qualcomm. Yeah, Simmons is a big company here as well. They are still uh, very dedicated into infrastructure and. uh you know the mobile or or the industry because I know they used to make phones. Yeah, right? Simmons used to make phones, and now they're basically like a big. Uh, they're basically like a big tech company, like a technology infrastructure company. Um, yeah. So th- just just to clarify, the so America reached out to Germany, Japan, Italy, and other friendly countries that have U.S. military bases. This is just like it's it's. It's an ongoing thing with them and uh, Huawei. I almost feel like, is it personal? I don't know, man. Do you know what I mean? It's really weird. Like, it's it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell with with today's climate whether a company is, is, you know, I want to sit back and go, like, Huawei is probably not doing this and ZTE is probably not doing this. But, like, we could be wrong. We could be wrong, right? You never know. Like, that's the thing. We could be thinking their peril, and maybe they have a reason to think this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe they have a really good, you know, reason. Uh, some information they found. Maybe they they can't really release this information. I mean, the important information because they got it in a way they shouldn't have. That could that could cause could issues, be. right? Uh, but they might have like a source that's been like, "Hey, I know," and and it's so weird because when it comes to like the Chinese government, like they're they have a very different way of looking at 
privacy, right? Hell yeah, yeah, definitely. I totally they, agree. Uh, it's 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 a totally different system there, people. So I don't know. Tell you the truth, I don't and know. Again, it just I, seems I don't like... want anyone to think like we're anti-Chinese or anything. We, no, no, we not at all. don't have 100%. any real idea other than noting about censorship in China and, and them being a vastly different place than most of the rest of the world. And there's a lot of places like that. But again, no one knows out of these reports whether the claims are true or not, right? And I hope they're not, right? I don't I don't want big companies like that to be at the forefront of this type of stuff. And I just feel like it's not necessary. It's not needed. We don't need to live in a world where everybody needs to spy on everybody. Like Right. It's just paranoid. It's very weird. Yeah, like just hack Facebook. Seriously. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> not the Russians. And and I, you know what if if China were to do something like this, they would use like the biggest Chinese company, which is Huawei. I wouldn't say it's the biggest. That's the thing, though. It is the fastest growing. It's maybe the fastest growing, but I wouldn't say it's the biggest at this point. There are so well, many which, companies there. Like Xiaomi was probably even bigger than Huawei. Xiaomi? I don't know. Not not globally, No, maybe. not globally. Huawei is one of the only companies other than ZTE to actually have a presence in other markets, right? But I mean, from largeness, well, that's how where it big would matter, the company right? is. I would say Xiaomi is a but bigger I mean, company. I mean, where it would matter if this were true would be which one is the Yeah, but they could just be a company like, again, this just sounds very paranoid. They could just be a company that is trying to get into more markets, you know, to expand their uh, market share, right? It doesn't always need to equal like, hey, they're going to spy on you. No, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if they if this were true, I'm not saying it is true. I'm not trying to be paranoid. I'm not I'm not saying that I'm saying the. You know, if it were true, it would make sense to use Huawei. You know what I mean? And if you were paranoid, you would think that these two companies, which are more globally known, would be the two that the government would use. But it's so weird. Is like, were you doing this? They were making their expansion into other markets for so long. And then Donald Trump becomes the president. And suddenly there's like issues against these two companies and that's what i'm saying it sounds like it's a personal thing and and for sure donald trump is like number one businessman right and maybe he's had past uh business um you know media meetings he has bad bad business with these companies for all we know you know what i mean he he might have had like a deal with them that didn't go through he might just not like something they're doing or like it could be the stupidest thing and then that man you know in in my opinion sometimes he's not all there sometimes (laughs) sometimes <laughs> you know it's like you knock on the door and it's like woohoo anybody home and it's like it's you just know, it's, uh, no. he's just a guy no offense to a lot of people but he's just a guy who just seems to be caring about his own agenda and there are people who agree with him but i think ultimately like if you're gonna run a country it doesn't need to be about you it needs to be about your country about the people in your country about the products in your country and like doing some of the stuff that he's doing while it might seem great at first because he's fighting against you know the things that have been bothering everybody for years but on the other hand of it you're actually disrupting a lot of things and again we are not a political podcast so i don't want to get into that no but like all i'm saying is if he does have a gripe against these companies for whatever reason he would have to make an agenda up so that he could attack them 
because he could yeah, not but just, I I wouldn't you know I, I mean? wouldn't recommend it. I just don't think like you need to oh, start. No, a war I, I wouldn't with recommend China. it either. Like, that's probably the last war you should probably start. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like I said, we don't want to get po- you political know, like, into it. I just like you already started to pick on North Korea earlier on in your term, and now you're gonna pick on China. Like what the fuck, man? Like great, America's good at fighting wars, except for the one war that they lost. Yeah, so you know it it ends up being a situation where. You know, the government tries tries to get involved and they basically just they stir up shit and it, you see it in America. And it kind of sucks because Huawei was, you know, just like any other company, like you said, just trying to, you know, um, get into different markets. And, and this really hurts them as a company. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think we're pretty much uh, done for today. And uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Let's uh let's wrap it up. Go ahead, homie. All right, that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. You can find us on all your uh podcasting apps that includes uh Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh Spotify. Uh if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at SparksSLX. You can find my homie here at our Facebook page at facebook.com/pixelrefresh. And if um if you're in the mood, share this with your friends because that's how we know you love us. Thanks. Goodbye. Yeah, they better share this shit. I'm so sick of this shit and not sharing this shit, bro. Seriously, Seriously, share this shit, man. Seriously, it's it's out of control. Fuck, just listen. Out of control. If, like, you know what I don't get, man? If yeah. you don't like our shit, just let us know you don't like our shit. Yeah, straight up. If go you to, like go our to shit, iTunes, give us one star. Yeah, one fucking star. I'm cool with that. I mean, I'll send a hitman after you too, but I'm cool with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? What I'm saying is like, there's no way we could do anything productive if we have no feedback. You know what I mean? If you don't tell us straight up, listen, I hate when you talk about this or I like when you talk about that or I wish you would talk more about this or more about that. There's no way we could talk about this and that and fix this or fix that because we don't know. Hell yeah. I mean, tell your friends about us and then you guys can start your own podcast and talk shit about how our podcast is better. Yeah. Yours is better than ours. 100%. But the way you're going to get there is you're going to have to tell your friends about this podcast. Right. Just go out there. You know yeah, what I mean? Just tell Do them. That. All. Tell your grandma, your tell, grandpa. Tell, tell them. them. Tell them. Okay. You know what I mean? Tell them. Get them out there. Start a blog. Tell people how bad our podcast is. But the good thing is you're telling people about our podcast. About our podcast. And you know what? Give us some feedback. Even if you don't like the goddamn name. Even if you're like, yo, Pixel fucking refresh is too confusing. I don't like that shit. I don't like your logo. I don't like that motherfucker Mario's voice, yo. I I will start the show. Hello, people. Hey, what's whatever you want me to do, yeah, okay? Exactly. But let me know. Just let me know. I can use a voice changer. We are Just monkeys. Sister. You tell us how it works. You tell okay? us.